This is a Danger Entertainment Podcast. DangerEntertainment.net Danger Entertainment Podcast Network. I'm Jen. I'm Brian. And I'm Henno. We're three friends that talk about mental health, wellness, and our lives. Through articles and tips, we share what has worked for us on our paths overcoming depression, anxiety, bipolar disorder, alcoholism, and addiction. Come join us on our journey. You can find us anywhere you listen to your podcast. Just search for The Crazy Life. Remember, wiggle your toes and just keep breathing. You're listening to a Weeby Geeks Network podcast. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam, including the Tascam Mini Studio. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Forgive the interruption, but I believe this requires your attention. Meanwhile, at the above-ground underwater suborbital volcano lair... This is urgent. We need a response team. We're already putting together the best move. With all due respect, sir, so am I. I have a plan. <laughs> it's real! Mighty Marvel Geeks. That's what we call ourselves. Sort of like a team. Team? No, no, no. We're a chemical mixture that makes chaos. We're, we're a time bomb. Well then, son, you've got a condition. Your show about all things Marvel with Mike, Kylan, and Eric. What a bunch of losers. I am cruel. That I did know. These people may be isolated and unbalanced even, but I believe with the right push, it can be exactly what you need. Suit up. I'm bringing the party to you. I have indeed been uploaded, gentlemen, online and ready. And welcome to another edi- another episode. Edition works too, I guess, since I was going that way. Of Mighty Marvel Geeks. It is the intrepid trio, Kylan. Out on the road, Eric and myself, Mike. How's everyone doing? How you doing? You've reached the life model decoy of Eric. Please leave a message. <laughs> I'm, I'm good. You have reached the life model decoy of Tony Stark. Please leave a message. So, um, busy week, but before we get there, check out the homepage, MightyMarvelGeeks.net. Um, our affiliates are on the right-hand side. Support them, supports us. Also, too, is Heroes and Villains and Found Me. Click on those link, those pictures, and it'll take you to their websites. Use code FIELDAGENTS, all one word, for fifty for 15% off your first purchase. Um, and Heroes and Villains has got some great stuff. They just introduced some Macquarie artwork, Star Wars t-shirts, and a couple new storyboard t-shirts for Star Wars. Also, too, check out our web store. It's the one that's got the revolving pictures. We have a 15% off sale on all our merch on the store right now. So take advantage of that. And soon I will get it up and launched. Um, uh, but I've already got the pri- some of the prizes in. We are doing a Star Wars giveaway. Uh, it will be done, I'm going to say, by probably... Oh, I need to look at a calendar real quick. Giveaway is going to be done by September 11th. 
Okay, correction. September 10th. September 10th is when the giveaway is going to be done. But we got three Star Wars comics signed by Joe Carmania that are being given away. We have a a Halo Legacy book that's signed by two Star Wars authors who contributed to this book. A Wookiee Radio hat and a purple kyber crystal. Also, too, Chronicle Books is also donating a Smuggler's Guide and a Leia Bust that will be drop shipped. Those two items will be drop shipped straight from them. So that's a pretty doggone good package. That's a really good package. And I think I have one or two more items coming, believe it or not. <laughs> so no, you got to You got to phrase it right, dude. He's got like, but wait, there's still more. Uh, wait, there will still be more. <laughs> Order before midnight, and the steak knives are yours free. There's no steak knives. (laughs) Well, why aren't there any steak knives, Mike? Because it's not a steak knife thing. It's a Star Wars thing. You just want to suck the fun out of everything. (laughs) They have vibroblade. No, 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 no. They can't be You could just chance a vibroblade. Sucking the fun out of everything? That's the TSA saying, huh, your uh, souvenir... Coca-Cola and Sprite bottles from Galaxy's Edge? Yeah, not allowed. Okay, I'm going to call not so fast my friend on that one. Because having looked at the actual tweets, there's a little wiggle room there. Because they the TSA said bombs and bomb replicas are not allowed. Right. Technically, that's just a Coke bottle. Yeah, but through X-ray, with those caps, it looks different. So you And know- I have, I've also heard... Pack the caps separate. And that's about where that was the direction I was going. Because Marvel editor in chief did exactly that. He had the caps and the bottles separated from each other and told them, hey, these are just bottles. <laughs> and if they're on carry on, cool. They're just bottles. Open up my bag and look. See for yourself. Okay. And you, and you know what? I may even bring an extra one. So, hey, do you want the Coca Cola one? It's yours. Okay, I got to share this story, and I know it's a little bit of a tangent, but trust me, it is kind of related. Okay, so uh, back when I was married, or in the early days, for my wife's birthday, I think it was a birthday, yeah, it was a birthday, I ordered her off of uh, Disney's website a birthday poo plush. It was Winnie the Pooh sitting in front of a birthday cake. And the birthday cakes lit up, and I think there was a little sound chip that was with them. (laughs) Now, uh, I won't say what federal agency she works for, but it's one of those alphabet soup ones. Mm -hmm. And they they x-rayed. Let me tell you something. The the fluff that makes up a a stuffed toy, a a stuffed poo plushie, uh, does not show up on radar. (laughs) <laughs> but batteries and wires show up real well. Ah. So uh, I, I was, this was supposed to be a surprise. Yeah. So she calls me, surprise. she calls me and said, did you try to send me something at work? I said, yes. They x-rayed it and they thought it might be a bomb. So they opened it up and I said, well, um, <laughs> surprise. <laughs> that's funny. So yeah, yeah, that's, uh, that's my little story about, you know, TSA, and aside from the fact that I did qualify to be a TSA agent, I'm not making that up. Well, it, if you want to go extra fun with that, um, I was working the American Garden stage back when we had River Dance or Lord of the Dance there. 
Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Emke is Lord of the Dance. And of course, we had all this, the pyro product. Uh-huh. Well, of course, we're flying to my parents in the D.C. area. Everything, I'm wearing clean clothes. I'm taking my backpack, and I get pulled off to the side. Uh, excuse me, sir. Yes. Um, your bag f- has traces of explosive on it. From the pyro stuff at Riverdance. I'm like, it, it's all dust that you're sensing, yes? Why, yes. Um, I work as an entertainment technician at Walt Disney World, and I work around pyro. Oh, uh, rated grill me. Sheriff's officer happened to hear me and goes... Which park are you at? I said, Epcot. He goes, Reflections? I said, nope. He goes, ah, the the main stage out in America, right? Like, yep. He goes, guys, clean. Let him go. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, okay. (laughs) I learned after that, separate bag Mm -hmm. for travel than what I take to work. Yeah. So, um, do not mix, Mike. I'm just saying, no. And this was all pre 9 11. Oh, snap. You wouldn't have got out of there alive. Uh-uh. Yeah. Uh-uh. So, uh, speaking of getting out alive, uh, I'm surprised people did after the announcements that came from Marvel at D23. So I'm going to ask you guys, do you want to go movies first or do you want to go Disney Plus first? Let's go movies first. Get them out of the way. Okay. Yes. So starting up, um, Kevin Feige, welcome to the stage. Ryan Coogler, who is well known for directing Black Panther. Yeah. And he said, well, they're taking their time to make a Black Panther 2. They're going to make it right. And it was too early to refilm, uh, to reveal the title of the film just yet. But Black Panther 2 will be in theaters May 6, 2022. They are taking their own sweet time. So next joining the cast or joining Kevin Feige was the cast of The Eternals. Who are introduced? Who are first introduced on stage at San Diego Comic Con? So the cast included Salma Hayek, Angelina Jolie, Richard Madden, Brian Tyree, or Brian Tyree Henry, Leah McHugh, Kamal Najimini, Jiminy, Laura Ridolph, and Don Lee. But the cast is not complete as Feige introduces two new members to the cast: Barry Keohan, K E O G H A N, Keohan, I think, who will be playing Druig. And uh, Gemma Chan, who will also be playing Cersei. Cersei will be an interesting character. Now, this is from Marvel's website, and they said Feige introduced two new members of the cast, but there is a third name mentioned here. Okay. Kit Harrington, who's playing Dane Whitman. Now, that's just typecasting. I know. (laughs) It could be worse. Now, if you're wondering who Dane Whitman is, he is the non-eternal character who you may recognize as Black Knight. Black Knight. I've been waiting for Black Knight to be introduced. And there have been a lot of rumors about Black Knight coming up somewhere recently anyway. Yep, yep. Now, I'm looking at these pictures of, like, the costumes, and I don't see a Black Knight concept art on here. Maybe there's not one yet. Actually, I, I think it's the one with the blue on the end. Mm. I, actually, I think that is because that looks like Harrington there at the bottom. Well, all right. Think about this, though. It, Dane Whitman is not necessarily an eternal himself. 
Mm-mm. Right. But as I recall, the Black Knight character was almost like a a, a legacy as a title. Right. Kind of like I like Black Panther. T'Challa is not the only Black Panther. I mean, it's kind of like a hereditary title. Right. And and as I re- as I recall now, of course, there's been several iterations of the Black Knight, but it's the Ebony Blade, and it's cursed. Right. Yep. Yep. That's right. So he's an eternal, but he's not an eternal. Correct. So it's kind of like he himself is not, but the Black Knight kind of is. Right. Sort of like Jane Foster is not, but Thor is. Yeah. So uh, now moving over to Disney Plus. Uh, Again, Kevin Feige takes the stage at that panel. He reflects on showing Infinity War footage two years ago. Announces that Endgame will be available on Disney Plus December 11th. And then the first topic, what if? What if it's a comic series we loved for years, he says. The 23 films you know of the MCU are going to showcase one change per in each episode. So what if it's going to start off with 23 episodes and each episode is going to have a change? I like that. I, 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 I'm jazzed to see, well, I know what they announced for the first episode, and I'm hoping that that means that we're going to be seeing a certain elite unit in it. I'm just saying. Well, why don't you share for people who didn't know? Well, the footage sees Iron Man, Hulk, Thor, and several key MCU moments. Uh, Jeffrey Wright narrates how time is a prison of endless possibilities. In animated form, Captain America goes in to get his super soldier transformation, but the room explodes. Star-Lord is someone else. Bucky and Cap fight on a train because Cap is a Marvel zombie. Peggy Carter gets the super soldier treatment. She is Captain Britain. Yep. (laughs) She stops a a car with the shield and flips it over her. That's what I'm talking about. Does that mean that we're going to see a certain elite unit? Again, maybe. Maybe. Perhaps. Uh, that would be cool. The wa- I'm kind of hoping for a version of Excalibur. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Watcher is shown. Comic-like panels make up the What If logo with images from episodes. It ends with Peggy coming face-to-face with Steve Rogers in an Iron Army suit, and she rides it into the sky. Hmm. Next. So, in- so you would have... Peggy with the super soldier serum mm-hmm. and you would have Steve Rogers as essentially the first Iron Man essentially or war machine. Well, I mean the first Stark armor, we'll put it that Correct. way. Correct. Oh, but that's true. Wow. I mean, think about, you know, Howard Stark building a suit of armor. I, I kind of like that idea. I really do. Yeah. Uh, next is Loki. Uh, Michael Walter, the head writer takes the stage with the series director and they talk about how the series will explore Loki possibly making friends and possibly having the sun shine him again. Uh, Hiddleston sends a message from the screen. He goes, I wish I could be there with you, but I can't. Uh, it's your boundless enthusiasm and support that means Loki still has more story left to tell. It will never stop surprising and delighting me that you think he's cool. Uh, the journey has only just begun. Uh, up next was the Falcon and Winter Soldier. Uh, Mackie and Stan get on stage, and Feige promises a much deeper dive on both 
of their past and their presence post-endgame. Sharon Carter will be returning, and Wyatt Russell will be playing John Walker. Okay, I am a little bit disappointed that this was not John Cena. Because John Walker, all right, here, and I, I discussed this with you guys via text earlier. Uh, when when you announced that John Walker was going to was going to be part of this, John Walker, for those of you who do not know, he started off as a character called the Super Patriot. Yeah. And he had gone through the power brokers for, you know, process to become a superhuman. And he wound up being given the title of Captain America after the title was stripped from Steve Rogers. And they ha- they have fought for, you know, and which when they fought, Steve won the title back. Walker became a character known as the U.S. agent. Right. And he was using he was using a variation of the Captain America outfit that rogers had been using while he was not captain america mm-hmm. so it, I, I i called it with y'all before and i'm going to call it publicly how i foresee this series going down and i have not read this article i have not heard anything more than who's going to be in it is the government wants walker to be the official next captain america mm-hmm there's one slight problem. Sam has the shield. Right. So the government is after Sam and Bucky to try to get the shield back for Walker. So it's going to be kind of like the superhuman fugitive. Right. Which makes me wonder if we're not going to see General Ross at some point. It's possible. Uh, yeah, I and agree. the more and the more we see General Ross, oh crap, the greater the chances that we're going to see Red Hulk. Oh, that would be so sweet. Okay. But one flaw in that: Red Hulk is still under control, license-wise, by Universal. That's Red Hulk for movies, though, right? Huh? That's for movies, though, right? I would think that would also include Disney Plus. And the way they've been using Hulk in the movies now is because of ensemble stuff. Right. If he is like part of an ensemble and not the star of his own solo thing. True. Would could that be a way around that? Uh, I don't know, because maybe the future announcement or this upcoming announcement I'll be giving here shortly may confirm that maybe we do have maybe Marvel does have it for TV streaming rights. Okay, then I've I've made my I've made my out on a limb call. So let's move on. Uh, WandaVision offers up a tease, uh, footage from Infinity War, Age of Ultron, and more. Black and white TV from the Dick Van Dyke intercut with shots of Wanda and Vision together. Um, I'm afraid you might find find out there's something wrong with us, the woman on the TV show says. The couple breaks, breaks up as things intensify in the clips. It's all footage from other movies. Um... It is a very much inspired by Disney legend Dick Van Dyke and his show. It is promised as half sitcom, half epic MCU adventure. Uh, and then Paul Bettany and Elizabeth Olsen take the stage. Olsen discusses how they are excited to start shooting and promise it will be wacky and fun. Bettany says the scripts are so funny that it ends up just being this huge epic and the writing is so extraordinary. Now, here was this. here was the thing that threw everyone for a loop. Kat Dennings is back as Darcy from the Thor, from the Thor movies. 
and Randall Park is Jimmy Woo, and Catherine Hahn is the noisy is the nosy neighbor. <laughs> okay. Now, all right. Go ahead. Well, my thought on that is uh, because I saw the, I saw a poster. I guess, I guess this is from D23 that showed Bettany and Olsen sitting on a couch watching TV. They are in color. It, it, it looks like red, almost like her energy signature coming out from the television. Right. And what's being illuminated by that light is in color, but everything else is black and white. And moreover, the shadow that the light from the TV is casting on them is reflecting on the wall behind them. But it, their heads do not look quite like the heads of the shadows don't look quite like the heads of the characters. Okay. As a matter of fact, on, on Bettany's shadow, you see the little crystal in this forehead that mm-hmm. he has as the vision, which would be like what the, the, the mind gem. Right. Right. The mind stone. Wanda's, though, there look to be like protrusions coming up from her head, almost like horns. Mm-hmm. Like her mask? Exactly like her mask from the comics. Yep. Well, supposedly her outfit is closer to the comics as well. Okay. And also in the comics, Wanda and Vision have kids, but um, Wanda was not the most stable of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Her mind was not entirely stable. No. And I think, now I have not gone back so, and looked so you're, at this. So you're trying, to, you're trying to say the elevator only went to the first floor? Or uh, the the no, elevator I, only goes one floor and it still couldn't reach the top? I'm saying it stops just shy of the penthouse. Mm-hmm. But the kids disappeared because I think it was kind of like basically her, uh, her insanity. Well, I, I don't really want to call it insanity. Her mental state was being manifested. The, the children were manifestations of her mental state. She just crazy. Basically, she had kids because she imagined them into being. So here's here's a question. What if WandaVision doesn't happen in the real world? Ooh. What if WandaVision only exists in her mind? Hmm. Because she has gone nuts from grief over Vision getting killed. Oh. And and she's dreaming all of this. Well, here, here's a little more info about it. Uh, according to... <clears throat> According to what Bettany told IGN at D23, it's definitely the oddest of Marvel endeavors so far. It's super avant-garde and weird. I don't think either of us could have expected to be going in this if we were going to continue in this and for it to continue in this direction. He continued later in the interview. Because I'm so excited. The scripts are amazing. It's just going to be great to drill down further into these things. Uh, Now, like said before, supposed to be half sitcom, half MCU spectacular. Um, Olsen would argue that there's plenty of source material supporting the idea of Wanda and Vision in a comedy together. Um, it will ha- have the structure of an episodic television show, um, but it will also feel as big and bold as the feature films. Okay, this what you have just said, it, it kind of reinforces it for me. Okay. I mean, it, it really does. Right. Because if he says this, it's the oddest show so far. Right. Well, it's odd because it takes place inside somebody's mind. 
Avant-garde, I'd say that qualifies. Yep. Plenty of source material. What did I just mention? Yep. Mm -hmm. Because Wanda is one of the most powerful characters in the MC, in the Marvel universe, at least among those who live on Earth. Oh yeah. And so, and so, if she's if if she's half a bubble off, um, disastrous hijinks could ensue. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm I'm gonna call it. I'm just gonna call it. This is my prediction. WandaVision is in her mind. You, so you think the show's gonna take place after Stark's funeral and it's her going yeah. back and just falling asleep in her bed and then the series takes off? Well, I mean, maybe not quite like that, but I do believe that I mean, how else could you better explain this? If somebody is gonna like if you watch the Dick the Van Dyke show on reruns and you know, maybe Maybe she has, you know, the Avengers compound definitely has Nick at night. So you <laughs> yes. would, ha- you figure but it's a Disney compound. <laughs> okay. Maybe he had reruns of Mary Potts for all I know, you know, it's, <laughs> but you get where I'm saying, right? This, this is an, it's an escape mechanism for her. Mm-hmm. Right. And of course, that also means that, uh, <laughs> Wanda and vision will be doing a guest meet and greets at the imagination pavilion there at Epcot. <laughs> But no, I mean that's that's just my prediction. It may come true, it may not. But you got to admit that would be a really crazy idea for a show. Oh yeah. Now, mm-hmm. well, here comes three more crazy ideas for shows. Feige then announces Miss Marvel, who will also appear in the MCU films. You she. Know, I, yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. You know, I I'm not surprised by this announcement at all. I'm really not. Well, because I, I so far my, the my theory has panned out that but that if if uh, a character shows up in one of the games and they they do a really heavy promotion of that character, expect something big to come out of it. Yeah, and they were promoting the heck out of Ms. Marvel on um, Strike Force. At least, because the only one I play right now is Marvel Strike Force, and they were promoting the heck out of her on there. Yep. Uh, second show, She Hulk, which goes and back. That's the one you were. That's the one you alluded to earlier. Correct. That mm-hmm. may maybe they have maybe we could, they could do Red Hulk on streaming if they could do She Hulk. Mm-hmm. Which interesting thing about She-Hulk on how she was created? Do y'all know the story? I know the story. Yes, I know the story. Well, for those who don't know the story, the show The Hulk had come out. Six Million Dollar Man was out at the time, and Six Million Dollar Man spun off Bionic Woman. Well, Stan Lee was afraid that if the TV series spun off a female Hulk, they would lose the rights. To the character. So they created She-Hulk first in the comics to maintain the rights before she would potentially appear on any type of TV show or her own spinoff. Okay. So that's the backstory to that. So enter Jennifer Walters, Bruce Banner's cousin. Yep. Not a female Bruce Banner like all these fans on Facebook are going, why are they turning Hulk into a female? Uh, They're not. She-Hulk's been a female the whole time. Yeah. She is a totally separate character from Bruce Banner. Yeah. She is his cousin. She uh, had, she got, she received a blood transfusion from Bruce to save her life. 
And so now she is the She-Hulk. But this is where the, you you have those times, which I understand. You got fans of the movies who don't know the comics. So they don't understand when She-Hulk's announced, why are we making the change from Hulk to She-Hulk? Because She-Hulk's an interesting character. She's totally on her own. And it's not Bruce Banner. Right. And and I'm not sure how, because I'll be honest with you, I, I haven't read the current She-Hulk uh, title, which is actually just Hulk. <laughs> Right, but but previous She Hulk titles, mm-hmm. they've been they haven't been a hundred percent serious. Correct. No, I mean really tone wise, they have been uh, very close, in my opinion, to the MCU. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Jennifer Walters, it, she is an interesting character in her own right. Uh, yeah, yeah. She's. No, I mean, it's... she's not. She's not a scientist. She's a lawyer. Yep. And not only that, she does not have really. She does not have an alter ego. No. No, she doesn't. No. I mean, it. Uh, as a member, I remember one looking at the uh, the official handbook to the Marvel Universe at one point, and on her data sheet it says, "You know, identity secret." Though the She Hulk makes very little effort to conceal it. <laughs> True, true. Yeah, she almost walks around green all the time. Well, she does because she can't turn back. Right. I mean, she is, she is, she has always been pretty much, uh, except for, you know, it, you know, temporary story arcs here and there. But she is uh, you know, like the Hulk in Endgame. She, now, I will say, I think like in the Sensational Sea Hulk uh, series, it was a case of, well, the truth is she liked her physique when she's green. <laughs> so, okay. You know, so, you uh, know, she, she, you know, she, when she was Jennifer, she's like, ah, you know, but then when she, she Hulk, she's like, oh, I like this a lot better. So, well, I know. gotta be honest. If you're not like a, 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 if you're not a big, dumb rage monster, I'd probably keep it too. I, I mean, I would. I mean, if I, if I, if I was built like, if I was built like, like, you know, Professor Hulk. Yeah. You know, I mean, like you said, hey, he's wearing shirts now. He can do that. So, yeah, I totally yep. would. Yep. And he gives people tacos and takes selfies. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm. So, I need to see that movie again. I really do. I have it on D, on a Blu-ray. It, I have not. I've not opened it yet. We got it on Blu-ray. I don't think we've opened ours yet either. I have not gotten my copy yet. But yeah, I saw I, it twice I, in the theaters. Yeah, we'll see. There you go. Well, see, I lucked out uh, because I my company had a picnic, and I won a gift card. So there was uh, some found money that kind of went <laughs> towards me being able to get that. So yeah, I had to wait. I had to wait long to get uh, to get my D, my Blu-ray. I keep wanting to say DVD uh, because the Blu-ray sold out at my local Walmart. Ah, yeah. Uh. So. Well, people say, why didn't you go to Target and get it? Well, Target's further away and I'm lazy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't think you'll be lazy to watch this. The final new show announced Moon Knight coming to Disney Plus. I was shocked to hear Moon Knight to Disney Plus because I would have thought for sure it was going to Hulu. Okay, I will give you that. Okay, yeah, but 
But d- did we not call this way back? Yeah, it was I'm going streaming being, somewhere. I'm not, not really tired of being right, but I'm tired of being right. But I'm not tired of being right. When when the Marvel shows were all the were all the rage and making tons of news, and we said, "Yo, what would be other uh, properties, Marvel properties that they could bring in and do well with on Netflix?" Moon Knight was like either one or two on that list. Yeah, right. So I'm going to count this as a called it. And and see, we never said when it was going to happen. We just said it was going to happen. So we could say called it, unlike other other bloggers out there who no. And you know what? I I I have to I I have to get on my. I'm pulling up my soapbox right now, and to everybody that said that we would never see a Moon Knight series because he's too close to Batman in your face. That's all I got to say. In your face. Because he is is so not Batman. But you know, unlike Gotham, where we barely saw Batman at the end of that series when that ended, Uh, we are going to see Moon Knight the entire time. Yes. When was the last time Batman was live action on TV? Oh, 68? <laughs> well, or 66? 66 through 68? Something like yep. that. Something like that. Yeah. I mean, and this character is so complex. He's got four different personalities. You know, because yeah, he, I mean, yeah. he has Mark Spector, which is the mercenary in his true personality. He has Moon Knight, uh, Jake Lockley, who is the cab driver and the guy that's able to get the information from the street. And Grant, what was Grant's last name? Uh, I can't remember. But he's a, he's like the, the stockbroker uh, Wall Street genius. Four distinct personalities. Okay. And his girlfriend, his girlfriend is only actually involved with Mark, although in the comic, I think there were some issues with her and Jake, but the other personalities don't know about that until she gets pregnant and it's by Jake. Oh, but that's a whole other issue. I don't know if we're getting that deep into it, but I'm just excited that we're actually getting Moon Knight. I'm just. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like I said, I wasn't expecting it at. Disney Plus. I was expecting Hulu. Well, I think you can still pull off a good Moon Knight on Disney Plus. You can. I think you can. I, obviously, obviously, they're going to because they're putting it on. Well, they're going to try anyway. Now there are. I, I agree with you. I would have figured he would go more dark, more adult, mm-hmm. more edgy, mm-hmm. like well, it, it would be kind of like another Deadpool. But right. unlike Deadpool, I think you can pull off a PG-13 version of Moon Knight. Right. I'm certain. Yeah, yeah. You can't do Deadpool. I mean, dead, a, a PG-13 version of Deadpool is freakazoid. But they're talking the next Deadpool movie will come out with two different versions. A a like normal a Deadpool. Yeah, but they're going to come out at the same time. There will be a PG-13 cut and a R-rated cut. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll see how well that works. Yeah, I, I think just, because I the money that they, I bet because of the money they made with Once Upon a Deadpool, uh, that that's probably the reason why they're considering because the kids, the kids love their Deadpool, but they're not allowed to see the rated R version. So you know, yeah. right, right. But I just think that was brilliant on Fox's part. Oh yeah, it was. But honestly, I was when I saw it, I I didn't know what to expect. You know, but the truth is, it is a different experience 
Um, still a good movie, still enjoyable, but it, it was, I, I would say it was worth seeing. It wasn't just, it's not just a rehashed version of what you've seen before. I'll right. put it like that. Right. Yeah. Now, something I did forget on the movie side of things is Black Widow. How yes. could you get Black Widow? Especially when she drops this- it into battle in a all white suit. Wow. Yeah, and I love the fact that we're getting we're deeping digging deep into the Marvel lore again for this. Right. Because we're getting Taskmaster and we're getting Red Guardian. Yep. Yes. Do any of you remember Red Guardian? Vaguely, vaguely. I, I think mean, Red Guardian showed up in a couple of. Uh, didn't Red Guardian show up in the X Men series? He may have because of Wolverine's past as like a like a spy, right? But let's see. I think he was. Well, he was obviously the the Russian equivalent of Captain America, right? Mm-hmm. My brain wants to put him as part of the Soviet super soldiers. Mm-hmm. I believe so. Now, Red Guardian's being played by David Harbour. But of all the other characters to be brought in, considering that, you know, Widow is Russian. Right. I mean, can you think of somebody better? No. He he was a part of the Supreme Soviets. That's it. Right. That's it. Now, while in the white costume, she's engaged in battle against Taskmaster. And his he was in full costume with a mask, meaning their identity is still unknown. Do you remember the good old days when people thought Grant Ward was going to be Taskmaster? Yep. 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 That would have been cool, wouldn't it? Yep. You know what would also be cool? What's that? Is if through the the shenanigans caused in the timeline from Endgame, he is. Oh. True. I'm not saying that's going to happen. I just think that would be that would be awesome. Cool. Yeah. Now, that's not all the movie. It's not all the Marvel news that was announced. Um, It was also announced as uh, who? Okay. Disney announced a new Spider-Man series. Uh, it wasn't the Spider-Man everyone was hoping they'd talk about, but amidst the breakdown of Marvel and Sony's deal for the use of Spider-Man in the MCU, Disney has announced the first long-form Marvel series for Disney Jr., titled Spidey and His Amazing Friends. The animated series will see Peter Parker having to team up with a number of other heroes, including Miles Morales, Gwen Stacy, a.k.a. Ghost Spider, and the likes of Hulk and Pink Panther. Pink Panther? I mean, Black Panther. Panther. Dude, now there's a mashup I would love to see. (laughs) What, Black Panther, Pink Panther? If we go no, with Spider Spider Man Spider Man Inspector Clouseau. <laughs> oh my True. gosh. Then, then we got the kosher panther as well. <sighs> oh my gosh. I, I, I can't. I, you know, I, I I thought we had I thought we had um what's the mm. word I'm looking for? Put that to bed. Put that to rest <laughs> make it to pasture. Hey, ah. I, I, I may be looking for a good excuse to bring that image back. <laughs> Dude, you don't need a good excuse. You just need an excuse. True. The kosher panther. Okay. Now, uh, Dave Batista is talking um, that Marvel Studios doesn't see worth in doing a Drax standalone movie. And I would agree. Um, now, part of this started when Batista wrote on Twitter 
Uh, point is, I freaking love comic book characters, and I want a standalone. At Marvel Studios doesn't see worth in hashtag Drax, or possibly myself, or both, but I'm not giving up. I missed out on a DC project because of scheduling conflicts, and hopefully there's other characters and opportunities. Okay. I would just like to take Batista to the side and explain to him how he got to play that character in the first place. The reason being that the whole the, the current Guardians of the Galaxy lineup, or at least the ones from the movie, were a bunch of characters that were not popular enough for standalone series on their own. Right. But when you put them together, they make a better movie. But you know, I don't think I don't think folks are ready yet for a Rocket and Groot standalone film. You know, I think people would be much more ready for a Rocket and Groot or a Rocket and Thor movie. Right. Oh, Rocket and Thor, that'd be awesome. Uh, we're not going to get a Star Lord film. No, we're not. And, and, I, really- and I think he would come before Drax. Guardians of the Galaxy, I think, with the with the possible exception of Rocket and Groot, is the perfect example of characters that by themselves aren't that interesting or are or aren't that popular. Right. But when you put them together, they're amazing. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, I'll admit, I loved the Drax comic when that came. Comic out. is one thing, but I don't think it was. He's still a strong enough character to hold a film. No, and you'll notice I keep putting Rocket with somebody. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I don't think even Rocket by himself is 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 strong enough of a character to pull his own his own movie. No, well, even when even when they give a Rocket Raccoon comic book, he still got Groot. True, or he has other characters like Wally Russ, or right, uh, or what's her name, the the Otter, or or the Technet. Yeah, right, but. Your rock is not going to get his own film, even if no. it was with Groot. It's not going to happen. Mm-mm. So uh, I think this is just a case of I think as much as I love him as a wrestler and I have loved him as an actor, I think this is just a case of ego. I think it is. It, well, all right, it's understandable ego, right? I, I think if any one of us were fortunate enough to land a role in the MCU, and especially if it was a movie that turned out to be as popular as the Guardians of the Galaxy movies so far, right? And you love playing the character, I. It's only natural that you would want to keep playing that character, right? Right, and especially if you could do it as the star of your own movie. Right. Especially so. I'm not I'm not coming down on him because I'm just kind of like, yeah, if I were playing Drax, I'd want to, too. Right. But you have to understand Drax was not a Drax was just not a a strong enough character in the comics or in especially in the movies to stand on his own. Right. Um, Yes, he got his own limited run series as a comic. But but, again, limited run. Yeah. So so I, I just again, Guardians is just a prime example of an ensemble group that's good because they're an ensemble. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now, s- talking about ensembles, Inhumans are rumored to get a reboot in the MCU. You know, you haven't heard much from Inhumans lately. No. Nope. No. Nope. It, it makes sense to me. Like, it, it really makes sense that that we see them in the MCU, in outer space. It just... 
I don't know. I mean, like I watched that. Uh, I watched the pilot episode from a year ago, and I struggled, man. I was willing to, you know, you know, go with whatever they were trying to sell. I really tried to be okay with it. I just couldn't, and I really think that the, the that the Inhumans are too big a group to just be on a weekly TV series. But that's just me. Like you know, with it being on Disney Plus, that's different. Or even seeing them, you know, being rebooted for the MCU, that is an appropriate move in my part. Right. Now, in my opinion. Now the rumor comes from MCU Cosmic, and it states that while this would not happen anytime soon, uh, apparently they are thinking about w- they want the Inhumans involved somewhere. Uh, it would not be a continuation or any way related to the TV series um, and would not actually happen until further down the line after characters like Miss Marvel and the Celestials are established in the MCU. Now, you already have established in humans in the MCU. Yep. Words for you, Daisy freaking Johnson. Yep. There you go. Well, soon Kamala Khan. Because she is an actual Inhuman and has been involved in various Inhuman storylines over the years. I, I understand that. And if if this if this comes to pass, which I guess it will, yep. who better to make an appearance than Quake? I, exactly. I would love to see Quake in the in the Miss Marvel series. I mean, it's kind of like, all right, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is coming to a close. Yep. They have they have wrapped up filming. Mm-hmm. They're in post. They're getting them ready for the airing of the final season. There is literally no reason to keep them out of the rest of the MCU any longer. Nope. Bring in Agent May from somewhere. Bring in... Uh, bring in Mac. Yeah. Bring in Mac with his chainsaw, not chainsaw, but his, his shotgun hatchet. Yeah. So it'd be cool to have a shotgun chainsaw. I'm just saying. Mm. You know, bring in Fitz and Simmons. Heck, bring in Hunter and Bobby. Yeah. There, there's a couple of characters who, who, who desperately need to be brought back into the MCU somewhere. Seriously. Even if there are freelancing somewhere, you know? Okay, so you're not going to do Most Wanted as a spinoff series. Big deal. You Bring them in as supporting characters somewhere. I mean, it, it doesn't even have to be S.H.I.E.L.D.-related. It doesn't. Um, I, I think I think that they would be great to be like that, almost that bit of that segue in a post-S.H.I.E.L.D. TV universe, you know? Right. Yeah. I don't know. I, 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 I miss the characters. I do. And- I, I, I miss Bobby as a field agent with the, with the little batons. I, I want to see her. I want to see her as Mockingbird just once. Mm-hmm. Is that too much to ask? No, no, I, I'm right there with you, dude. And if you're going to do like a West Coast Avengers type scenario in the mm-hmm. future. Hey, there she is. Yeah. Yep. I'm just I'm just I'm just putting that out there. I'm right there with you. I mean, it's been I, I mean, you know, they, they they dangled that carrot in front of us for so long talking about most wanted and that was coming and all. And, you know, it seemed like everything was all lined up and then they ripped the carpet from under us. And I still haven't fully recovered from that yet. Like I, there's this part of me that wants that series. If I can't have that series, can I get something close to it? Yeah. And even if they don't get if they don't get their own series, just show up in somebody else's. Oh, yeah. Oh, I yeah. think that would be, that that would be awesome. I would love that. So, 
Well, hate to tell you guys, but there's no here are the picks cream. of the week. Oh, that was my next guess. <laughs> um, so Eric, why don't you? Since you weren't able to partake in this last week, why don't you start us off this week? Well, since I wasn't able to partake last week, I think I'll start off. Thank you, Sav, very, very much. Okay, so uh, my first pick of the week is a number one, and I picked it mainly because of uh, there are a couple of former Mighty Marvel Geeks guests uh, involved with it. It is Alpha Flight True North number one by Jim Zub, Max Dunbar, Nick Bradshaw. Strong and free, grab your hat and come travel light. Adventure lies just around the bend. Three brand new tales no one has ever told until now. Join the greatest creators the Great White North has to offer as we unearth the secret history of the classic Alpha Flight stalwarts. Puck, Snowbird, Talisman, North Star, Marina, Guardian, and Vindicator. And the other uh, Mighty Marvel Geeks guest would be artist Ramon Perez, who did a cover variant. Very cool. So, Kylan, why don't you hit us up next? Well, much like Eric, my first book is a number one. It is Web of Black Widow, number one of five, brought to us by Jody Hauser, Stephen Mooney, and Jung Jun Young. Black Widow, year one. One of Marvel's comics' longest-running female heroes finally gets her due. Natasha Romanoff is the deadliest spy in the Marvel Universe and the beating heart of the Avengers. But when a mysterious figure starts exploding her, exploiting her past, the widow may have to go back to black and off the grid. Who can she trust in this web of deceit? And more importantly, can her friends trust her? Don't miss the spy tale of the century. Okay. Well, my first pick of the week is Star Wars number 71 by Greg Pak and Phil Noto. The Rebels and Rogue epic continues as our hero's mission to divert the Imperial fleet spins out of control. On K-43, the Rock Elders probe the uh, 3PO's memories and allegiances. Could a droid have more in common with a rock monster than a human? On Lan's Carpo, a rogue takes a fall and a princess fights a vigilante. And on Calican, Luke robs a bank. Wait, Luke robs a bank? <laughs> Is this like Tatooine's 11? <laughs> Sounds like it. So, Eric, your second pick of the week. My second pick of the week is a number five. It is Savage Avengers number five by Jerry Duggan, Mike Diodato, and David Finch. The Marrow God has eaten the sentient population of entire planets, but he never had to dance with the Savage Avengers. Kulin Gath is on the verge of defeat. Or is that what he wanted the whole time? A Pyrrhic victory lights a fuse that will only burn more of the Marvel Universe. Plus, the Punisher is curious about Krom. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, what could possibly go wrong? <laughs> the Punisher's fine religion now? Is that what's going on? You see Frank Castle start hollering, buy Crom. I'm 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 checking out. That's all there is to it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh so Kylan, your second pick of the week. Speaking of Frank Castle, and I swear I Eric and I did not work this out this way. My second book is Punisher, number fifteen. Uh and this is brought to us by Matthew Rosenberg, Simon Kondransky, and Greg Smallwood. The Battle of New York. How many of those are there? 
Wow. Uh, can't fight City Hall unless, of course, you're Frank Castle. But he won't fight alone. Unfortunately, Zemo's got his new Thunderbolts, and they're ready for war. Okay. Uh, my second pick of the week is Ghost Spider, annual number one. Ghost Spider battles for her life in Murder World when Stacy is trying to balance her social life with her hero life in the 616. But what will she do when she comes face-to-face with Arcade's Murder World? It's a tower of terror as Gwen takes on some of the most classic and deadly villains in the Marvel Universe. Um, Vita Alea and Pierre Perez... Uh, bring the Ghost Spider action into the mighty Marvel Manor, which was not another name for the show that was considered. <laughs> so, final picks, gentlemen. Okay, my final pick is Conan the Barbarian number nine by Jason Aaron. Number another nine. Number nine. <laughs> oh, sorry. Another mighty Marvel geek guest. Uh, Gerardo Zafina and Isad Rebic, the beasts of Conan's past, rear their fearsome heads. Giant spiders, man apes, human faced serpents, godlike aliens. Conan has faced them all and lived to tell the tale. But as these creatures from the past return, do they presage a doom yet to come? One Conan is powerless to stop. Don't miss this surprising turn on the march to the climax of the epic life and death of Conan. Plus, the next chapter in the all-new novella, Black Starlight. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So, Kylan, your final pick of the week. My final pick is Agents of Atlas number two. Uh, and there's a big team with this one. We have Greg Pak, Gong Hyuk Lim, Jung Jun Yoon, Jeff Parker, Carlo Pagulayan, and Gong Hyuk. Pandemonium in Pan. Through stunning science magic teleportation tech, the visionary named Isaac Akeda has connected slices of neighborhoods from a dozen different Asian cities into the cross-Asian portal city of Pan. Is this new utopia a glorious pan-Asian multicultural dream world, free trade mecca, and tourism experience? Or is it a violation of hundreds of local and international laws, a magnet uh, for monsters and maniacs, and a dangerous social experiment about to explode? Amadeus Cho and the Agents of Atlas as Pan's new protectors are about to find out. Also, love is in the air. Which two agents are about to melt the ice? Interesting. Mm -hmm. Well, my final pick of the week uh, comes from Matthew Rosenberg, Paolo Villanelli, and Marco Cacetto. And it's Star Wars Fallen Order Dark Temple number one. This is a five-issue mini. In the glory days of the Republic, two Jedi will get caught up in a battle that they can't understand, a battle for their lives. Leading into Jedi Fallen Order, the upcoming third-person action-adventure Star Wars title from Lucasfilm and Red Respawn Entertainment, Dark Temple follows the Jedi Master Eno Cordova and his impulsive Padawan Siri Junda on their most dangerous mission yet. The Jedi Council has sent them to the remote planet on Tortho, to oversee the peaceful evacuation of a mysterious temple that has been uncovered. Or excavation, I'm sorry. But they will come to find that what surrounds the temple may be even more dangerous than the mysteries within it. Clandestine local resistance forces and ruthless corporate security troops in a war for the fate of Antortho 
and the Jedi are caught in the middle. Mm. So um, that's going to bring us to a close. And you're going to go, but wait, there's no MU pick. Well, mm-hmm. Marvel is changing over their login systems and all the accounts, and it has mm-hmm. been causing issues with Marvel Unlimited. See, I think AIM's been attacking them as well. I'm just saying. <laughs> it's possible. It is possible. So we're not doing MU pick this week because of that. Uh, so I'm just going to take us right to any final thoughts. Well, actually, I got one. Now, by the time you guys hear this, you might have maybe one more day or so uh, to enjoy. But uh, for those of you out there who uh, happen to be subscribers to uh, Sirius XM, Channel number four is the Marvel Road to 1000 uh, channel, uh, and it's celebrating their 80th birthday uh, through um, notable moments in Marvel history and music that matches those moments. And so it's pretty cool. You know, you get an interesting mix of songs from all the different eras. Uh, I was expecting to hear uh, some classic marvel music i haven't heard that yet but mind you i haven't been listening like non-stop but uh, i'm liking what i'm listening to so far so if you're if you're the kind of person where you can't get enough of marvel like me you know kick back pawn your earbuds or not it's up to you uh put on um uh, the uh put on uh, Sirius X Sound Channel 4 and just let it go. Uh, actually, I have the press release right here. Oh, well then uh, bust it out. Um, just to support what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Um, this will be going on starting August 29th. It doesn't have an end date. Right. August 29th is the date that we're recording this, by the way. Correct. Uh, it will also be available on the Pandora app. That's right. Uh, I'm just, I'm just going through to see if there's any. Now, the celebratory music program, especially curated by Marvel with Pandora and Cirrus XM, features some of the most iconic songs throughout the ages, including classics from Nat King Cole, Frank Sinatra, Elvis Presley, era-defining songs from the Rolling Stones, Duran Duran, The Beatles, Led Zeppelin, Madonna, and Prince, and explosive chart-topping hits from Eminem, Kanye West, and The Weeknd. And more from the most popular music artists across generations. Okay. I, uh, I will probably be listening this tomorrow on my way to work. I, I will be as well. Uh, but like I said, there is no end date for this well, in the press I think, release. You know, I think um, I, I'm, I'm curious how far, how long do they, are they going to let it run? I mean, it's, it's interesting that they decided to kick it off just before Labor Day weekend, too. So True. Well, that's because... Well, uh, Marvel's the thir- birthday. The 31st is, is Marvel's birthday, right? Uh, yeah, I believe so. Oh, I guess we should wish the Marvel. the hmm. Oh, if only there was something that we had where we could look it up and see. Um, <laughs> hold on. Let me double check. Well, I mean, if this is dropping two days before Marvel's birthday, then it would be the 30th or 31st. Let me see. Let me see. No, that's Stan Lee's birthday. <laughs> Marvel Comics. Hang on. We're getting there. We're getting there. He's at the 30, the 20, the 10. You know, it doesn't give me a specific date. All I get is 1939. Okay. <laughs> well, well, let's assume 
loosely that's the it's going to be the the 31st okay yeah let's say 31st regardless it's going to be before the next issue of mighty marvel geeks correct yes so uh any other final thoughts do we have to sing no okay good we'll just say happy birthday marvel comics happy birthday marvel comics any other final thoughts uh no then on that note thursday if you would please all wrapped up here sir will there be anything else nope it's time to go dark Begin systems check.